You get one for the day when things are going well, and you get one for the day that things aren't going well, huh? Well, that's what we want to talk about today. Who is Jesus? We're in a series called I Am. And the question that I would ask of you is, you know, who really is the only one who truly knows who Jesus is? Is that a theologian? Is it a college professor? Uh, is it a celebrity? You know, everybody has their opinion and gives their take, but who is the greatest expert on Jesus? Jesus. <laughs> and see, he revealed himself. There are things that we could never figure out or discover for ourselves, and so he revealed those truths when he came. He tells us who he really is, especially in seven I am statements that are in the book of John. Today we're going to look at one of those seven statements that Jesus made in John chapter 10 and verse 11. This is what he said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep, and they know me. Just as my Father knows me, and I know the Father, so I sacrifice my life for the sheep. Jesus is the good shepherd. Now, the first thing we need to do is get a good definition of good. Because, see, we use that word all the time. We use good for everything. If somebody says, how are you doing? And if you're in a hurry, what are you going to say? Good. Hey, how was dinner last night? Uh, good. Uh, how was Pastor Ron's sermon? Uh, not too good. Okay, <laughs> see, we just use that word for everything. Well, the Greek word, there are several Greek words that can be translated good. And Jesus chose the word kalos. That means to be genuine, authentic. It means to be totally trustworthy. And it means to love others and not just love ourselves. And that's really, really good. Jesus is the Colossus shepherd, the shepherd that genuinely loves us and, and cares more about our needs than his own. He's the good shepherd who, lays us, who loves us so much that he laid down his life for the sheep. He sacrificed his own life for us. Today's Palm Sunday. You, you most likely know what that's all about. It was the day that Jesus rode into Jerusalem and the people were so ecstatic because they were hoping he was the Messiah who was going to overthrow Rome. And they waved the palm branches and threw their uh, clothes or their robes in the street for that donkey to pass by. And it was a day of huge celebration. Five days later, what happened? They crucified him. And, and, and friend, crucifixion was not the swift execution kind of thing that we practice here in uh, the United States occasionally. See, the Romans designed crucifixion to be a slow, torturous death so that the criminal would experience the most terrible pain possible. 
so, so that anybody who was witnessing that crucifixion, they, that they wouldn't even dare defy Rome anymore. And that's what Jesus did. He sacrificed his life for the sheep. Now, why in the world would Jesus do that? Well, he actually answered that before. He answered that in John chapter 10, verse 10. He said, I came, knowing he was going to die, I came that you and I might have life more abundantly, that we might have life that's full and meaningful and uh, exactly what God designed us for now and forever. That's why Jesus was willing to do that for you. That's why he was willing to die that, that torturous death, so that you could live, fully live, right now and forever and ever in God's heaven. So Jesus, of course, I mean, he's using a metaphor. I'm the good shepherd, okay? Now, in this metaphor, who are the sheep? Anybody want to say, bah, Okay. <laughs> In case you didn't know, Jesus was talking about you and me. And I just have to tell you, that's not a compliment, okay? That's not a compliment. Why? Because sheep, let's be honest, sheep are not very bright. Have you ever seen a sheep in a circus? Have you ever seen a sheep that's been trained to play dead? The only way you can get to do that is to shoot them, and then the trick's over. That's, it only goes once, okay? So how are we like sheep? The Bible tells us. Sheep get easily lost. Now, do you know anybody that gets lost easily? Okay, usually they're married to each other. One does, one doesn't. I mean, that, that's, that's a gift from God, right? All right. Uh, some people get lost in the public's parking lot, right? Can't find your car. Where in the world is that thing? Some of you get lost walking down your driveway. Oh, well, wait a minute. Where, where did I go here? And sheep, they get lost. Uh, they don't have good eyesight. They have no sense of direction. Sheep get lost physically. But friend, <laughs> Jesus said, I'm the shepherd. Because God says that we as humans get lost. Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 6 says, all. Now do you know the definition of all? He's talking about people. And he says, all people, that's you, that's me. All of us, we're like sheep and we've gone astray. Each of us have turned to our own way instead of God's way. Every one of us. We go our own way instead of following the good shepherd. And you see, the good shepherd wants us to lead us to heaven. God, the good shepherd leads us to God. The good shepherd leads us to life abundant and full and meaningful. Sheep get lost. Second, sheep are defenseless. You know, most animals have uh, some form of defense, right? Uh, dogs can bite and cats can claw. What can sheep do? 
nothing, all right? And they have to rely on the shepherd for protection. Friend, the good shepherd, he wants to protect you from those who want to destroy your eternal soul. Third, sheep are stubborn. Sheep want to go their own way. They're walking, oh, that piece of grass looks good. Oh, this one's good. They, they are stubborn. They want to go their own way like us. Have you ever heard uh, you know, a girl, lady say, uh, why do I always get the bad guy? And so you give them some of your wise advice. You tell them that they get bad guys because they're fishing in the sewer or they're uh, fishing with the wrong bait or something. I mean, you tell them, you know. Now, you tell them. Now they stop, right? That's the end of it, man. Never go, never another bad guy, right? No. Or somebody says to you, I'm always out of money. I, I just, I can't believe it. You know, I come to the end of the month and I don't have any money. So you tell them, you know, that they've got to have a budget and you explain how to do that. And they do it, right? They go home, they fix it, they get that budget. Man, they never have another problem, right? That's worked for you, hasn't it? No. We humans are stubborn. We want to do it our way. Versus God's way. Fourth, we're like sheep because sheep can't clean themselves. And most people would say, well, you know, I'm a good person. But how many times have we, as good people, how many times have we disobeyed God? How many times have we disobeyed? How many times have we been selfish how many times have we said something unkind to people hundreds of thousands of times and 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 we can't stop we say, oh i gotta stop doing that we can't cleanse ourselves. sheep need the shepherd to clean them and we need the good shepherd to clean us we're just a slave to sin. And friend, that's what the Good Shepherd does. And I love 1 John 1 9. If we confess our sins, we say, God, I do this. This is my sin, and I can't stop it. If we confess our sins, He's faithful to us, He's just. He'll forgive us. And not just forgive us, He'll do what? He'll cleanse us. He will start giving us the, the power and strength of the Holy Spirit in our lives to stop that sin instead of being a slave to it. So the bottom line is, friend, we desperately need the Good Shepherd. If, we don't, if we're not following the Good Shepherd, we're going to die. We're going to die spiritually. We separate ourselves from God. We need the Good Shepherd. Let me give you four reasons why. 
only four, but that's all we have time for. Number one, the good shepherd guides. And you most likely know the 23rd Psalm. Maybe you can say the whole thing, but I'm sure you've heard the phrases. Psalm 23, 1 and 3, the Lord is my shepherd. (laughs) A thousand years before Jesus even came to this earth, David was writing about him. The Lord is my shepherd. He guides me along the right paths. Let me ask you a question. When you have to make an important decision, a decision that's going to affect you for years to come, a decision that's going to affect your family, when you've got that kind of decision, and we have those decisions a lot, when you have that kind of decision, how do you decide? I know you've tried to figure it all out yourself. Do you ask God? Do you go to his word for the principles that guide you in that decision? Or you say, well, I I know what the Bible says. I don't want to go there. Friend, you know, not depending on the Lord to guide us, that's really, really dumb. Because our knowledge as humans, it's faulty. Have you ever made a wrong decision? Of course you have. Our knowledge is, is finite. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Why don't you ask the one who does? The good shepherd, he guides. In, in John chapter 10, verses 3 and 4, he, Jesus had already said, The sheep that follow the good shepherd know his voice. And if we took a poll, if we went around today, and and if I asked you, have you ever heard the voice of God audibly? I think most of you would say no. I, I I can't recall a time. I never have heard the audible voice of God. But you see, most of the time he speaks in other ways. Primarily he speaks through his word. He tells us what we need to know here. He he speaks to us through his Holy Spirit. Uh, He speaks to us in many ways. Again, his word. That's that's why we're here today, and that's why we're opening up God's word. Because we we need to know it. That's why we have sermons, to go over God's word. And and God also speaks to, to us through the body of Christ, through fellow Christians. And that's why we have small groups. Because we need each other. We get wisdom and God's direction from each other as well. Christ's sheep listen for his voice and they do it. Hearing his voice. Knowing it's the voice of the Lord. Because see, you're going to hear a lot of voices. Obviously, you know, you're, you're faced with a decision. You're thinking, now wait a minute. And you think a thought and you say, now wait a minute. Is that from God or not? God's promise is you'll know my voice. Imagine you uh, walked in uh, to a room, and uh, there were 50 people in there. There were 50 women in there, and they were all talking, all right? Now, if you walked into a room with 50 men, they wouldn't be talking. They'd be watching a game, you know? 
doing something really, really important. But if, if, we, if, if we walked into a room with 50 women and they were all talking, and I asked you, I said, can you recognize my wife's voice? Now, some of you say, yeah, yeah, I, I, could, I could recognize Donna's voice. Others of you say, no. And the reason is, maybe you've never met my wife. Or maybe you just never talked to her long enough that you could do that. I could walk into a room with 50 women screaming, blindfolded, and I could tell my wife's voice. <laughs> this still, small voice of, of Donna, okay? And friend, if you're not hearing the Lord's voice, maybe you don't know him. Tell him you want to know him. Maybe you're not reading his word. Maybe you're not praying. We know the voice of the shepherd, and he guides us. And, and I love it, too. In, in uh, chapter 10, verse 3, it says, The good shepherd calls his sheep by name, and they follow him. And I really try to remember names. Uh, you know, but and I used to be good at it, but it's getting harder and harder, all right? And now I've just gotten to the point, I, I just walk up to people and say, I, I am so sorry, I have forgotten your name. And I started doing that because I have a pastor friend, and, you know, we all use tricks, you know, to try to find out somebody's name, and his was, he would always ask them and say, now, I can't remember if your name is, has an I or an E. And the person said, that's Hill, H-I-L-L. So when I heard that, I decided I'm not, I'm not going to use that one, okay? Jesus knows your name. And he calls you by name. Every day he calls you by name because he loves you so much. Are you listening? Are you talking? The good shepherd guides. Second, the good shepherd provides. Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. <laughs> He's given me everything I need. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. You see, he's meeting the physical, spiritual, and emotional needs that we have. That's God. He made the sun. He sends the rain. He grows the food. He takes care of you. The Lord has given us everything we need for life and for godliness. Our physical needs, the physical needs of our bodies are so important. We know that, friend. Your spiritual needs, how important are they? Those are eternal. Those are eternal. And the Good Shepherd refreshes us. He wants us to know He loves us. And even if nobody else in the world loves you, God does. God does. He sent His Son to die for you. And he wants to refresh you and energize and encourage and strengthen and provide for you. He's the good shepherd. Third, the good shepherd corrects. There's one phrase in uh, Psalm 23 that uh, a lot of us don't like. Your rod and your staff 
protect and comfort me. You see, the shepherd had a staff, and that was to help guide, but the shepherd had a rod, too. And what was that for? I read that uh, little lambs, you know, they, uh, they wander off. And when they do, they prey for wild animals. They're uh, liable to fall off of a cliff. And I read that if need be, the shepherd will take that rod and he will crack that little lamb's leg. And that sounds awfully cruel to us, doesn't it? But then the shepherd will take that lamb and put it on his shoulders and carry it. And then when the lamb can finally walk again, that little lamb will stay close. And that lamb will grow up totally uh, dependent upon and obedient to that shepherd. And that little lamb becomes like a pet that's loved to that shepherd. The good shepherd corrects us when we need it for our good. And, you know, hey, let's be real. Nobody likes discipline. Nobody likes correction. <laughs> you know, when we disciplined our two boys, I can't remember a time when they ever said, praise the Lord, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Dad, for not letting me be with my friends this week. I am just so thankful for you. You know, Dad, maybe you should take away TV too, all right? We don't want correction. That's for our good. And in Hebrews chapter 11, or chapter 12, verse 11, it says, no discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. It's painful. But afterwards, there'll be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained by it. Our good shepherd loves us so much. He corrects us to save us from destroying ourselves. And fourth, the good shepherd protects. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? How can we walk through the valley of the shadow of death and not be afraid? Why? If you are with me, if we're following the Good Shepherd, when we follow the Good Shepherd, He's with us even in the darkest times, and He's there protecting us. Verse 5 of Psalm 23 says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Friends, you have enemies. Some of your enemies are your friends. The ones who, they don't want you close to God. It's convicting. They want you to do the wrong things they do. But friend, you have an enemy of your soul too who wants to separate you from God forever. He's separated from God forever and his only delight is to try to take you with him. Psalm 23 verse 6 says, Surely, your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, friend, that doesn't mean that you won't have problems here on earth. God never promised to shield us 
from problems. We live in a world of evil and sin. We all face the consequences of that. The fall, rain falls on the just and the unjust. You suffer for your sins, you suffer for the sins of others. That doesn't mean you're not going to have problems on earth. It means that Jesus died for us so that we can live in heaven forever where there'll be no more problems. Because it'll be the kingdom of God where Jesus Christ the King is ruling and it'll be a kingdom of righteousness and justice. And things will be right. Right the way God, what God created you for. I read about a pastor who was uh, able to go on a tour in Europe and uh, they were on the tour bus and the bus actually parked next to it. One of the stops that parked to a truck that was loaded with sheep. And this pastor got out and he's looking at the sheep and, you know, these sheep seemed to be kind of really excited. And, you know, now that there were people around, that was it. And so they were curious and they're sticking their nose through the holes and, you know, they're sniffing away and they're experiencing all the new smells and sights and sounds that were so new and so different from the pasture that they grew up in. Little did they know that they were on their way to the slaughterhouse. Those silly sheep didn't know. But friend, we silly humans do know. We're going to die one day. And we don't like to think about it. And very often, we don't prepare for it. All we humans seem to care about are the joy rides here on earth. Some new pleasure, some new possession. If we're following God's shepherd, if, excuse me, if we're not following God's shepherd, the good shepherd, we're headed for the wrong eternal destination. That's why Jesus came. That's why he was willing to sacrifice his own life for the sheep. Because we've gone astray. And he brings us back. Jesus is the good shepherd who sacrificed his life for the sheep, for you. For me. Shall we pray? God, thank you. We wouldn't have figured this out for ourselves, who Jesus was. In fact, there are so many people in this world, they want to tell you who Jesus is, but they don't listen to what Jesus said. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. And I'm laying down my life for sheep. Sheep who go astray. Sheep who want to do their own way instead of God's way. Sheep who are headed the wrong direction. And God, that's why your son came. And he's the good shepherd and he brings us to the Father. So that we can live, fully live, the life you created us for. Friend, while your heads are bowed and eyes are closed... Who are you following? Your own thoughts, your own ideas, what you feel like doing, 
Are you following the Good Shepherd? He's the only one who can save us from our sins. He's the only one that can lead you through heaven's gates. Which is what God prepared for you. Where God wants you forever and ever. If you've never admitted you're a sinner and accepted him, do so today. He's the Good Shepherd who laid down his life for you, for me. Father, we praise you. That Jesus explained who he really is and what he really did. And today we worship you. We worship Jesus, the Messiah, the one anointed by God for this great mission of eternal consequence to come and die for the sins of the world so that all who believe in him could be saved. We thank you, dear Father, that Jesus is that Messiah. In his name, amen. Would you stand with me, please? Would you worship, please, Jesus 